Matthew chapter 13 tonight. I said some things last Wednesday night, and I got to thinking about them again this week, and uh, I said we, sh we shouldn't be familiar with the things that's going on in the house of God, and uh, I, I want to preach just a little bit tonight, I won't keep you long, on the sin of familiarity. We've just gotten too familiar with the things of God. Matthew chapter 13, verse number 53. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these parables, and he just talked about the parables, if you can go back to chapter 52, and it'll tell you about the parables of all that he had just got through preaching about these parables. And when he had come unto this own country, he taught them in the synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom? And these mighty words, is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters, are they all not with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? And they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save his own country and his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight. Lord, just ask you to be with each one of us. Lord, help us up and encourage us. Lord, just touch hearts tonight. Lord, and we just praise you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I want you to notice when verse 53, there are several things in the Bible highlights as this story begins. It highlights a statement that is very familiar. It came to pass. You know in this statement that you'll find throughout the Word of God and, and within itself there's a sermon there, but we won't get into that. But God is, is promising us that He has, uh, throughout the Word of God, He said He would do it, and one day surely all things shall come to pass. If you have a problem believing what God has promised about the future, just look back at God's promise in the past and you'll notice that God has a perfect record that every time he has ever said it would come to pass and those that he said will surely come to pass the statement is very familiar then there are the sermons that had just finished the Bible said when he had just finished these parables we're not preaching on the, these parables but you can read these in verse 7 uh, these seven parables at home uh, and each one of them a sermon within itself but Jesus finished these parables and he talks about to move on, he's about ready to move on in his ministry. And we see the Savior in his footsteps, and the Bible said they departed thence. He got through preaching at this crowd, and he moves on to the next crowd. Notice the crowd in 54, and it brings us to tonight. Uh, and from 54 through the rest of the passage, we find the sin of familiarity. We see what happens in the text when the Bible said, and when he comes into his own country. He goes back to the town uh, where he grew up, where everybody knew him. Uh, and the sin that is in this text is that they became too familiar with the Son of God and the things of God. And I want to preach on this subject just for a little bit tonight. The sin of familiarity. You might ask why. Look at verse number 58. 
and he did not many works, mighty works there because of their unbelief. You see what happens. You see what happens when you you and I get too familiar with the things of God and with what the Lord is doing in our life. It creates unbelief in our life. It brings us to a place where we begin to doubt because we have been around something for so long and we become familiar with it, something that uh, been around it for so long. And I don't think that familiarity is a sin in itself. You can agree with me, we ought to be familiar with the things of God. We ought to be familiar with the Bible. We ought to be familiar with the place of prayer. We ought not to be careful that we become complacent. We become callous and even become critical just because, just like the crowd in the text that we have read about. I want you to notice what happens because of this sin of unbelief that was created in their life because they were familiar, so familiar. They missed out on some important things that I believe we, we, we get so familiar with the Word of God, we miss out. They, they missed the message. In verse number 54, And when he had come to his own country, he taught them in their own synagogue. And when he had taught them, they were astonished. And a little bit later, you'll find out that he was, they were offended. And their, their amazement went from, uh, their, their amazement went to anger. And that's why, because of their unbelief, they missed the message. They, they missed what Christ was trying to say to them. They couldn't get past the personality. They couldn't get past the fact that they were familiar with them. We ought to be careful that we don't become familiar with the Bible, so familiar with the church, and so familiar with the hearing and preaching of the Word of God. Don't miss the message that God has in store for you every time you come to church and hear some preacher preach. I'm sure you say, well, I've heard that message before. I've read that scripture. Well, don't get so familiar that you miss what God is trying to tell you and you get offended. You get offended. And you know people very closely. You look at them. They think about your family. How it easily uh, for your family to offend you. They can easily offend you. And you will come nearer to telling them what you think than you would a stranger. Amen. Because you're familiar with them. If you're not careful, you come, come to church and you hear a preacher a preach and, and three times a week and, and you probably say, well, I, I know his mannerism and I know his speech. I know everything about him. I don't have to really pay attention. It's not me that you have to pay attention to. It's what the Holy Spirit's trying to tell you from what God has shown me. Maybe God gives me a message that rubs you the wrong way. And I've been told that. Maybe it's something you don't want to hear. Maybe it's something you're doing you just don't want to get rid of it and you don't want to hear about it. Maybe you hear the doors are open, you hear something that was said in error. And you're still in the flesh. We're all in the flesh. And if you're not careful, you can get hung up on that one thing and miss what God is trying to get to your heart to say. I pray that you don't, you, I pray that you look past me. 
If we all see me, then we all got problems. We all missed the boat. We all missed the mark. If you see me, you made a mistake. If all you hear is my voice, listen, if all you hear is my voice, you listen to the wrong thing. Every one of us should be sitting here and, and, and trying to get God to speak to our hearts and trying to get God to move in our lives. And, and we ought to say, Lord, it, it, the word of God, you might have something for me that I won't, but I, 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 I'm trying to hear what you're trying to tell me because I don't want to be so familiar with the word of God and the preaching of God that I just sit back and miss the message that you have in store for me. But we ought to be sensitive enough. So I'm going to look past the preacher. I, I, I'm not going to tune my ear to the, uh, the, man, uh, the preacher, but I'm going to tune my ear to the voice of God and see what God has to say to me. What message God has to say for me tonight? What message does God have to say to you tonight? See, I may preach a sermon and the Holy Ghost will chop it up and, and cut it up and dish it out to whom He needs it for whatever part they need in their life. And, and I pray that's what's happening, that God would chop up the message and give you that part that we just don't miss the message that God has in store for us tonight. God gives us all the opportunity to get a hold of the message of God tonight. God has given us every opportunity to hear what Jesus has to say. Jesus preached to them in the synagogue, and yet their mind was not on what he was trying to say. Their mind was on who he was, and they knew about him. It wasn't let God speak to my heart. God speak to my heart. They were just seeing him. They, they missed the message that Jesus was preaching. I, I've heard you people say, I've heard you preach so many times. It doesn't matter. Don't listen to me, I say. What God is wanting to say to you, I promise God has something to say to every one of us tonight. Not just me, but God wants to say something to every one of us. He's got a word for you. And you know how? there's been a lot of times I, I've been preaching a message and the Holy Ghost speak to my heart and the word came to my heart for me uh, while I was preaching. Let me just say that that happens a lot of times. It's, it's something I can use, something I can take home and something I can deal with. Don't miss the message of God. They, they missed his ministry in verse 54. Whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? They're more interested in where he came from and who he is than what he is doing. You would have thought the works itself would have been motivated enough motivated them enough, but the ministry of Jesus Christ did not absolutely do nothing for this crowd. It helps me to understand sometimes when people look at the preacher and say, it doesn't, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't affect me that much. It doesn't 
mess, uh, doesn't get to my heart that much. It doesn't move me. It doesn't matter what God does around them. God saves uh, great things are, are happening everywhere around us. They grew up around it all the time and his God cannot speak to the heart that's not wanting it. They miss the ministry. It doesn't speak to their hearts anymore because they came familiar with the things of God. This crowd could not get past the personality that the works that they did did not move them. You know, somebody will get saved in a service and it will shake some people. And they'll do an, an evaluation of themselves and move themselves to get closer to God because somebody got saved. But sometimes there are people who get saved and, and you hope that they would get saved and hold on to it. And God to get into their hearts. But sometimes it doesn't. They, they come to the altar and they make a profession of it, but you can tell when they walk away, they, they truly ain't got it. It didn't happen. They, they missed the boat. And it doesn't surprise me anymore to see that happen more and more today we live in. You get to the point where you know what they're going to do and how they're going to do it and what they're going to say. Problem is, it's not them doing it. It's not me doing it. It's the Lord trying to move into their heart. First time you get saved, you want to testify and tell the world that you got saved. You, in fact, when you get saved, you want to try to get everybody you come in contact with, get them saved. And, and, and you do, you're going about it for a while, and all of a sudden you start falling off because it becomes so familiar. What God did yesterday, God can do today. What God has done yesterday, God will do today. And, and if it was fresh in your heart when you got saved, then it still should be fresh in your heart today that God still saves you. And you ought to be excited about it. Don't miss the ministry of Christ in your life and around you and what God can do in people that you pray for and you reach out for. They missed his majesty in verse 55. Is this not the carpenter's son? Can I say this? He's more than a carpenter. He's more than a carpenter's son. Is not his mother Mary? Mary was his mother, but God was his father. Amen. They, they, they couldn't get past who he was. They missed that on his majesty of Jesus Christ. If we're not careful, listen to me, if we're not careful, John 3, 16 will come so familiar that we lose sight of what that verse, that verse tells us. If we get so familiar with the Word of God, we'll forget and we'll just get from here. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Jesus Christ is right in the middle of that. If we get so familiar to it, we've heard it over and over, but that verse every time you hear it ought to excite you for God so loved the world. It becomes a cliche just about for everybody. Well, I know that verse. I can quote it frontwards and backwards and everything else. Everybody's preached on it. I've preached on it. Everybody can quote that verse. But it's still the most used verse in the Bible. 
it still has the power to save. It, it still has the power to move for God so love of the world that he gave his only begotten son who shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is the majesty of Jesus Christ. Well, thank God. The God of heaven. For every time these words cross through our lips and falling on our ears, we'll just thank God that we've been blessed, that we've been privileged to hear John 3.16 one more time in our lives. Can you imagine that we live our lives and never heard that voice, that verse? I'm telling you, our lives have been changed because of John 3.16. Don't want to miss the majesty of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's right in the middle of that verse. In fact, he's right in the Bible everywhere you turn to the Bible. He is the Savior of this world. Say amen. amen. Don't miss sight of Him. Don't lose sight of Him in His majesty. There are some people uh, that come to church uh, for every other reason other than Jesus Christ. They come on certain times of year. I'm glad they come to church, but I wish they would get hold of who He is. They get their eyes on Him and eyes off the world and off themselves. If the only reason you're here tonight to show something new off because I, I wore this, I bought this, I have this, then you, you've missed the boat of what Jesus Christ can do in your life. And when he shows up in a service, it can make it so much sweeter. He makes everything wonderful and precious when he shows up. I, I feel so blessed because he's here tonight. And that is what makes church. No matter what we do, it will take the moment, the sweet Holy Spirit moving in our lives, across our hearts, and it makes it real in our lives. It's all about His majesty. They, they missed His majesty. They missed His ministry. They missed His motive. Verse 57. And they were, they were offended in Him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet, not without honor, save in his own country, in his own house. The problem was they had the wrong motive. They assumed he was, he was the wrong motive. They thought he was wrong. All he was trying to do was to help them, give them something they need. He was more than a prophet. But in his ministry here on earth, that was, more, that was of a prophet because they knew him from the time he was a little boy. He grew up, they saw him, they knew him. And they were offended of what he was doing. Let me say, you will never know that God's growing, going to use, who He's going to use, where He's going to use. So don't belittle those around you that say they're called by God. Never overlook what God can do in their life, what God can do in your life if you surrender yourself to God. God raises up who He wants and how He wants and it can take a man and a woman from all different walks of life. 
and give them a ministry that is beyond them. Listen to this, beyond them. They cannot do it. Ministry that is beyond their capability and use them. The worst thing you could do is to try to plan your ministry. Try to plan it out, saying, I, I want to do this. I, I wanted to be an evangelist. I, 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 I strive to be an evangelist. That has never worked out. I just surrendered in and said, you know what? I'm not going to be an evangelist. Just be what God called you to be and be satisfied with whatever he does in your life because that is the reality of it all of it is being what God wants to do. Don't make parents don't make the mistake of putting the spiritual things on back burner for your children. Because we want our kids to be this. We want our kids to be bad. We want them to grow up, be like this, be like that. We don't know what the will of God is for their life, but you need to give them the word of God. All we can do is pray for them and show them what God can do in their lives and how God can move in their lives. Put them in a place and bring them in a place where they can see the God move and God can reach out to them and put them in the hands of God. Lord, here they are. Whatever you want for them, I'll take. I'm simply saying our motives can't be, can be right and we still can miss out on God. God will do great things if we give every, our children to God, give our lives to God, God can do great things. If, if we be faithful and bring them to church every time the door is open, you'll never know what God can do in their life, what God can move in their life. You'll never know what God can do in your life if you become faithful to God and surrender to God. Say, Lord, here I, I, I give everything to you. Whatever you want to do with me, do it. I'm yours. I'm yours. God uses the one that says, I can never be anything for God. I can't do that. I can never do anything for God. But God breaks them, molds them. And if God breaks you, you become a prime candidate for God to use you. When I answer the call the minute to uh, preach, I told God, you have made a mistake. I cannot do this. I know nothing. And the first time I stood up in public to speak, God took over. And when it was over, I sat down. God spoke to me. He says, you don't need to know anything. In fact, the less you know, the better off you are. I said, well, that's pretty dumb. He said, well, I need somebody that's dumb. I need to speak through you. So if you try to speak for yourself, that don't work. Uh, you can't speak and I can't speak. One of us got to be quiet. And I prefer to be quiet and I let God speak. That's our problem. We want to speak over God. And instead of God speaking over us, we need to just learn, God, here I am. I, I can't do it. And I'm just going to let you take it. There's been plenty of times I've stood in the pulpit and I said, Lord, this is it. I've got nothing. 
I've got nothing. But yet God moves. And there's been times I, I, I studied all week and I, I said, well, Lord, uh, this what must what you want me to preach on because that's where I've been at. And Sunday morning I get in, all of a sudden God says no, and I have to turn over. And I'm sitting there, Lord, I don't know. Good. Good. Because if you don't know, I can speak what I need to speak. They missed the motive. And a lot of times we miss the motive of God in our lives because we try to plan things out for our lives. Lord, this is the way I'd like to go. This is what I'd want to do. I, I, want, to do, I want to do this. It's not what you want to do. It's what God wants to do with you and what God can do through you. When we learn to step back and let God move, God can take care of us. Don't, don't miss what God has got for us. Don't miss because we become so familiar with church and so familiar with the altar and so familiar with the Bible, so familiar with the preaching, so familiar with the singing. Don't miss what God is trying to speak in every one of those occasions in your life. Because God is trying to speak, even in the songs. Song Sheila just sung, Hold On. It spoke to me. I wasn't planning on it, but it spoke to me. Still in the blood, it, it, it spoke to me. And, and why? Because I'm not here to lift and applaud the singers, and I do. And I, I, we got great singers, but if you step back, so Lord, there's a there's a message in what they're singing to me. I want to get a hold of it. There's a message in the preaching, and I want to get a hold of it. I, I understand who they are. I, I know who they're singing. I know the preachers, but Lord, it's got to be you. Don't miss what God has in store for you. If you believe God, God will use anybody. God will use anything. There's no obstacle that can hold God back. I'm telling you, if God has spoken in your heart to do something, to move in your life to do something, don't be like I was. I, I feared it. I kept running and said, Lord, you, you can't be. I said, Lord, here I am. Here I am. Use me. Have no fear. There's nothing that can stand in your way. There's nothing that can stand in the way of the ministry that God has placed you in if God is before you. Remember that. God is before you. And can I say this? If God has spoken to your heart to do a ministry, to reach out and do something, and you know it's God, just step out in faith. Say, Lord, here I am. I, I, I'll, I'll do it. Don't run. Don't try to hide from God. Because God has a way of getting you. God has a way of getting you. Don't, don't be so familiar with the things in church that we miss what God is trying to do in church. Don't miss the message. Don't miss the singing. Because God has got a word for every one of us to speak to our hearts.
We've got to just be sensitive to the voice of God in our lives tonight.